0: This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Our next guest is Andros Forgox, um, is the co-founder and CEO of Modern Meadow. I'm not going to attempt to tell you what it is. I'm going to let him do so because it's a pretty neat business. Andros, welcome.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: So tell us what Modern Meadow is.
1: Sure. Um, Modern Meadow is a, a biotechnology company. Uh, that um, has developed um, a new way of making uh, biologically advanced materials for consumers. So we've essentially uh, developed a way of making materials like, uh, you know, that are based on the same building blocks as leather, traditional leather. Uh, but we figured out a way to make that without having to raise animals um, or or to have a, um, an, a, a an adverse effect on the environment.
0: Yeah. And what, why... Why? Why was this created? Was it out of concern for animals? Yeah, we, is don't it a... ki- we don't want to kill animals? Is, is it this a... a... You know, this is like... Boy, there's a lot of carbon cow issues or, you know, what was the... the... Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: I... I, I um... Many things came together, right to, to, to start modern meadow. Um, initially, it really started off with a with a a, a hunch about a technology. Um, I'd previously started another um, co-founded another company called Organovo, mm-hmm. um, which um, is a public company today. It, it pioneered the 3 d printing of human tissue for medical research. Uh, So we were able to make little livers, kidneys, uh, skin tissue. Is this in
0: practice? Are these livers and kidneys in human beings?
1: Well, they're not in transplant uh, human beings, but they're being used by pharmaceutical companies to test and develop new drugs. Cool. Okay. Right. So they can see how a drug would behave in terms of safety or efficacy Mm. on real human tissue rather than waiting to get into a human being. Right. Um, And so we became very knowledgeable about a, a, a field of technology called biofabrication. How do you build with biology? And and our, our insight was that as the, the toolkits of biotechnology and biofabrication become more and more powerful, you can begin to contemplate applications for these things beyond medicine. Obviously, as a as a technology is first being developed and it and it is a a, a very transformative technology, you, you want to go after the highest you know, most important use of it, which yeah. is you know, medical. I'm, gl- I'm
0: glad you started with healthcare <laughs> and not R- right. purses. <laughs> well and, and,
1: and biotechnology has been around for decades and it's been in the service of medicine mm-hmm. or crop science. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now the toolkit is becoming so powerful that we can actually contemplate um, you know, going going into consumer applications. And and that's really very exciting. What's happening now is that with the the toolkit of biotechnology and with the ability to build with biology um, we can actually begin to think about transforming our everyday materials and, um, in, a, in a way, reinterpret them to create a whole new you know, age of materials in our everyday lives that is you know, re- reimagined and, and enhanced with biology.
0: Yeah, and so the leather example, just to kind of give you know, our listeners a of, of visual or paint a picture, I read on your website, so this is, you could create a piece of leather any size, doesn't yes. come in cow shape because you're creating it in a lab. Correct. Any dimensions, any shape.
1: And, and it's not. Uh, it's not just about. It's not about imitating leather. It's about really innovating. Um, wow. So we can. We can really explore new design, new performance, new functionality. Our insight is that our insight really was that that leather uh, is essentially the main biological building block, and leather is collagen it's the most abundant protein in your skin. It's one of the most important proteins in our body. Um, but rather than having to raise a, a sentient animal to, to derive collagen to make leather, what about using the toolkit of biotechnology to produce that collagen? So what we've done is we've engineered um, a strain of yeast, uh, m- not unlike the yeast that you would use to brew beer, mm. except for instead of you know feeding on sugar and producing alcohol, this yeast feeds on sugar and produces collagen, wow. and so we're able to brew it up in large quantities, harvest that collagen, and assemble that collagen in a whole range of different ways to create different material properties, depending on what we want to do.
2: And so, if we were to come to a plant where this, where <laughs> is, where are you, I mean, are, are, should I be uh, you know, envisioning rolls and rolls of this leather? Who's buying this leather? How's it used? Where are consumers seeing us?
1: Yeah, I mean at scale. Um at scale this technology looks like um part of it is a fermentation business where we're growing up the yeast that produces the collagen so it looks like a brewery. Mm. Uh and, and we have partnered uh with one of the world's leading biochemical companies, Vonic, to scale up our, our, our fermentation. So they're they're producing that for us we get back the collagen Mm -hmm. um, and then we assemble that collagen to make our materials and that does look like a um, you know um, I mean it it looks like there's there's aspects of it that that relate to you know textile industries there's aspects of it that relate to you know polymer industries but um, but it does it it is roles of material ultimately that can be produced with this technology but importantly we're just in the early days of scaling this up so if you were to visit us now we are, uh, you know, teams of scientists. I mean, it, this is a, we look like a biotech company. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're, we last year moved into the former headquarters of Roche, Hoffman LaRoche, into the former Roche Institute of Molecular Biology building. And it's, it's a very historic building in biotechnology. And mm-hmm. we've got all these scientists running around developing the technology behind us.
2: And, and where do you envision that then the bio leather would be used? Because it's not yet used in commercial products.
1: Correct. The only place right now that you can publicly see, um, you know... Um, you uh, didn't
2: bring a piece to show us. I did not. Oh, <laughs>
1: the, o- the only place that you can publicly see um, um, an item made of our materials uh, was in an exhibit that uh, the Museum of Modern Art had last year mm. called Items is Fashion Modern. We were commissioned by MoMA to create an item with our with our uh, material, and we branded our materials Zoa by uh. a leather. Um, um, and... and um, and that item has since been acquired by MoMA into their permanent collection so that should be on display you know for longer um, and uh, but they you know we're now working with some of the world's leading brands mm-hmm. um, in in a whole range of categories uh, primarily initially focused on luxury and premium applications
0: so this and- is car interiors. Curses, anywhere, sort of thing. Okay. anywhere
1: where leather can go, and then a whole bunch of places where leather currently is constrained or is not the ideal material. Mm, so like we what? unconstrained leather in a whole—well, right now, as you, as you make items out of leather, you're restricted to the, shi- the size and shape of the animal— and you have to work around scars and insect bites mm-hmm. and imperfections, and you lose a lot of the material. Mm-hmm. So the larger the application is that you're looking to go after, l- the less ideal leather may be as a material, or mm-hmm. you have to stitch and, mm-hmm. and glue a lot of pieces together. At scale, our materials unconstrained that. Now, we're not there yet, and that's not where you want to start. You don't want to go after the largest volume sure. applications. So we're going after smaller applications that are at the very high end of the market mm-hmm. in
2: And as as, as you said, you know, you were a co-founder of Organovo, you're co-founder and CEO of Modern Meadow. As you're thinking about this new technology and the potential here, you know, is bio-leather the first step? And I don't know what's next, you know, food is the next step. Uh, I mean, sometimes we hear about these meats that are not yes. quite, you know, that are that are not actually animal meats. Where where do you think this technology and perhaps your companies might go?
1: Yeah, I mean, biofabrication is 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 gonna be one of the, I think, one of the mm-hmm. defining technological trends of the next, you know, few decades. And just like in the twentieth century, you know, the the one word in in the, in the graduate <laughs> 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 Plastic, <laughs> right, nice. was plastics. You know, I think okay, that yeah. really in the twenty first century. It's biomaterials. We we have the ability to use biology to make our everyday materials. And that does manifest itself in, for for us at Modern Meadow, we're very much focused on designing new materials. And we have the ability to also design new proteins. And that has a whole range of of other applications. Um, But food is out of scope for us. Mm -hmm. So initially, when we did start Modern Meadow six years ago, we did think of it, the company broadly as, let's see if we can make Animal products without the animal. Yep. Uh, using biofabrication, and that was inclusive of meat and leather. Mm-hmm. But we realized early on that those two opportunities are vastly different businesses. Oh, fascinating! Mm. Different, different consumers, different regulatory, mm-hmm. different technologies. Everything is different about mm-hmm. those businesses. So, Modern Meadows focused on materials. There are. A number of companies out there that are using interesting technologies to go after the food o- food mm-hmm. food opportunity, which is huge. Um, and I'm also involved in, an, in a company that's um, that's um, um, using biofabrication to go after the food opportunity, but it's outside of Modern Meadow.
0: And so I'm curious when you talk about the arc of, I think broadly it would be biofabrication. It started with medicine, for yes, with good reason. The technology is now so available, and you're getting practitioners like yourself that are skilled in this space, and so we're seeing it uh, grow into the application of food and, um, you know, product, et cetera. Yes. Do you see, you know, feedback loops in the ecosystem like collagen, an mm. in, in incredibly important, you know, what it, what would you define it as, not nutrient chemical It's one of the
1: most important structural, structural proteins. Structural proteins, okay. Right. In, in
0: Huge medical implications. hmm do you see what you're learning cycling back into medicine? Like, how are the best practices and technical, technological advancements? I can imagine there's a lot more money in some consumer product goods than there is pumped to some, uh, you know, medical lab. So how do you see the, the tide raising all ships?
1: Yeah, I mean, these technologies... Um There's so many applications for these technologies, and they all move forward, right? The opportunity spaces all all help one another and move forward. Now, one of the main challenges of of running a startup company, or frankly running any company, is deciding what you're going to do and what you're not going to do, right? Mm. So focus is absolutely key. And, um, you know, we're a fast-growing company. We've got a very... Um, ambitious technology stack. Mm-hmm. We have to be squarely focused on on the opportunities that we have huge conviction behind. So for us, that is materials for uh, for consumers, for for you know creative and design industries, uh, and that is a huge application space. I mean, just you know referencing what we do to leather, leather is a hundred billion dollar raw material market, um, and then there's fifty billion uh, um, on top of that for synthetic leather. Mm. So, if you think about what we do, um, if you can capture us a small market share of that, right. with a, a better technology, a better supply chain, a better product, um, you know, better, better brand, um, that's a huge opportunity. You can be quickly defocused if you if you chase after all the shiny objects. Yeah,
0: and we have to, to take our ask you our last question in this segment. Um, time flies when you're having fun and learning as much as we are from all of our guests. It sounds like a big piece of advice, uh, Andras, that you have for uh, entrepreneurs out there is to focus yes. uh, and to sort of zoom in. What's the other big piece of advice you'd give our entrepreneurial listeners?
1: Boy, I, I'd say, I mean, entrepreneurship is very much about persistence. Mm. Um, it the Things that are worthwhile don't usually come easy. <laughs> And um, just uh, if you have conviction, stick to it. Excellent. Well, right?
0: Andras Forgox, thanks for being with us. We'll be sure to share on social media all this information about Modern Meadows so that you can check it out. It's always fun to discover new things exist in the world that you were not aware of, such as leather that is made without a cow. So thank you for being with us and sharing your story. And uh, And it's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. This has been fun.